do you have a healthy relationship with food? Quite often when we look at being healthy, we look at being lean, having low body fat maybe, the absence of disease, being cardiovascularly fit, maybe having plenty of veggies and nutrients in our diet. However, I think the one major component is having a healthy relationship with food. And I don't think many of us can say that we do. A lot of us do start a journey like this because we want to improve our relationship with food. We've identified some habits that we don't particularly like. We've associated some guilt around certain foods that we eat. And we know that's not quite right. So today I want to go through some signs that you do have a healthy relationship with food. Some things that we can aspire towards if we want to improve our relationship with food. And if I'm honest, when I look at these, I absolutely have experienced all five of them once upon a time in my life as well. I fortunately feel that I have a very healthy relationship with food now, but it certainly hasn't always been that way. So I'm going to share some of my personal stories as well as some client stories as I go through today. And before I do dive in, I do want to just make the point that if you don't have these five in place, it doesn't necessarily mean you have an unhealthy relationship with food, especially if you're working towards a specific goal, you're working towards a specific competition, maybe it might not be possible to really work on this as proactively as you might if you didn't have those goals. However, if you notice that you don't have any of these in place and your relationship with food at this moment in time that you're in is really important to you, then it might have you start thinking about trying to integrate some of these and just get you thinking about how you can improve your relationship with food. So I think that's important to mention because sometimes when you are working towards a goal, you might compromise on these a little bit. But when it comes to the long-term nature of your journey in terms of the years and years ahead of you, I do think it's worth having these factors in place. So the first sign that you have a healthy relationship with food is that you don't allow food thoughts to consume a huge amount of your time and energy. So when I was competing back in the day, and this is just to add a little bit of context, I would spend hours on my fitness pal. I'm pretty sure back in 2016, you could see your screen time on specific apps. And I remember seeing that I was spending hours on my fitness pal, tweaking and changing things. I'm not exaggerating when I say hours. I was genuinely on it for hours per day, tweaking my macros, making sure they lined up and just make sure everything was perfect, mapping out my weeks ahead. And again, like I mentioned, if you are working towards something specific, then it might make sense to do that. And I was a bit obsessive at the time and I did that in pursuit of a goal. However, if I was to still do that to this day, that would not be healthy whatsoever. So with that being said, if you are in a fat loss phase right now, then food might be on your mind a little bit. Preparing your calories and all that type of stuff might be on your mind a little bit. However, it shouldn't be consuming an enormous amount of time and energy. And of course, that's going to be individual dependent as well. However, you will want to reflect. You will kind of know if you think all I do is constantly think about food, constantly preparing food, I'm constantly thinking about what I'm going to eat, then we know that that's going to be a bit too much. And as I mentioned, if you're working towards a specific goal and it has a deadline in place, then it might be okay for a period. But if you're outside of that, or you've been doing this for months and months and months, it might be worth looking at to see how you can spend a little less time and a little less energy on food. Number two, the amount of calories in the food doesn't dictate every single food choice that you make. When you first learn about macros, it's amazing. You now understand what has protein in it, what has carbs, what has fat how many calories things have in it. And I think this is really essential information, but you can become a little bit of a mathematician and stop seeing food as food and just see it as carbs, fats, protein, and numbers. And to some degree, it's helpful, but in other ways, that's not what it is. At the end of the day, food isn't just there for fuel. And I know some people might say that it is, but I recently heard Paul Dermody say that that's like saying sex is simply just for procreation. A lot of people might say, yes, it is, but many of us will not say that's the 
case. So let's say you're outside of a fat loss phase now, you're not working towards anything specific. And when you look at the menu, you're looking for the lower calorie dish rather than what you actually want to have. And yes, you can be mindful about, okay, I want some protein. I haven't had that much protein, so I'm going to get that. That's totally fine. But you should be able to pretty much have whatever you want because you want it not because of the amount of calories that has in it. And if that is your thought process, every single time you go to make a meal or go out for a meal, then that's something to look into and address. Number three, you can stop eating once you are relatively full. Once you get out of a fat loss phase, it's quite likely that your hunger hormones, leptin and ghrelin, will quite often regulate. They'll get back to a place in which your body knows it's satiated. However, there can be times where you're deep into a fat loss phase and you literally feel like you are trying to fill a bottomless pit. It's just not happening. So I don't think the fat loss phase is the time to rely on your hunger hormones and signals being in the best place. But outside of the fat loss phase, it's absolutely something you should get attuned to. And we do talk about intuitive eating. And I do genuinely believe that's a skill that we need to slowly start to cultivate. So that should be top of your priority list outside of a dedicated phase is understanding your body's natural hunger signals and getting comfortable and okay with intuitive eating. And the fourth sign that you have a healthy relationship with food is that you don't have too many unusual habits around food. And I used to have so many unusual habits around food. I used to eat with the tiniest spoon I possibly could to extend the meal. I used to melt my protein bars and eat them with a fork. I used to, I can't think of any more, but I had so many unusual food habits, which were to extend the amount of food and the amount of pleasure I was getting from the food I was having because it was limited because I was on low calories when I was dieting towards my shows and my photo shoot and I made the most of every single meal. However, if I still did those things today, it would be very unusual. Don't get me wrong. I still have some fairly unusual habits. You probably heard me speak about them in previous episodes. However, it's not to the point in which I have to do them. If I go out to a restaurant, I'm not going to cut off the crust from my sourdough first and leave the middle of the bread so I can have it with the avocado at the end. I might do. It depends who I'm with. However, if I was just meeting someone for a meeting for the first time, I'd probably eat it like a normal human being. But if you have a lot of these particular habits around food that you can't let go of and you do them at every single meal otherwise you know you can't make the most of that meal then that's something to look into on a long-term basis and the fifth sign that you have a healthy relationship with food is that you have little to no guilt or shame around any of the food that you eat and I say little to no because I think it's a process for a lot of us and a we might have been brought up with a narrative that certain foods are bad and in fact we might feel a little bit guilty about over consuming food on a holiday. And I don't think that guilt is necessarily warranted, but I also don't think it's terrible if it's not debilitating. It's like someone feeling bad for doing something that doesn't align with their values. If health and wellness is one of your values, and then you eat X amount of food day after day after day, when potentially you told yourself that you weren't going to, you were going to rein things in, then I think a little bit of guilt is kind of normal. I don't think it's necessarily healthy when it perpetuates and it gets you into a cycle and it's ongoing. But I think sometimes guilt is just a sign that we care about something. And as long as we know that this doesn't define us and it doesn't become an unhealthy obsession, I don't think it's too bad of a thing. But if you have little to no guilt or shame around food, that's definitely a fantastic place to be. And it's certainly a place to aspire to as well. But I think having absolute 
absolutely zero is a huge ask and it might be quite unattainable for some people. So I think working towards having very little guilt or shame around food is a, definitely a goal to aspire towards. But I don't think we should be putting immense amount of pressure on ourselves to feel absolutely nothing if we eat out of alignment with our values and our goals. I think that's actually rigid in itself. So team, if you've got all five of those in place, it's highly likely that you have a healthy relationship with food. If you've got a few of those in place, amazing. Keep working towards more if you feel the need to. If you haven't got any of them in place and you're not in a dedicated phase right now, might be something to work towards and hopefully the guidance and the pointers have helped you today. And the reason why I wanted to go through the five signs of a healthy relationship with food as opposed to the five signs that you don't have a healthy relationship with food is because I want to give you something to aspire to and it's also not black and white. However, these are five decent signs that you do have a healthy relationship with food. You can start looking to how you can start to bring these about rather than focusing on the potential negatives if we switch this the other way around. So I hope this was helpful team. Take care and I'll speak with you all tomorrow. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.